0: Hey everybody, see note here, and welcome back to Dopamine. I am your host, Christian Rivera, and it is 2021. You have made it. We have survived. We are alive. We are doing the best that we can. We are in our studio, which is actually out of our apartment, which is nice <laughs> for once, and uh, filming some of the first videos for 2021. So thanks for being here. I appreciate you. Thanks for sticking it out because I took the month off for December. And I think that's probably what's gonna happen for 2021. There's gonna be kind of seasons of this. I'm probably not gonna be doing videos every single week. I'm gonna be doing chunks. So probably like the first quarter, maybe take a little time off, sort of things like that. I think it helps me to take some time to breathe, take a moment, regroup, and deliver the best content that I can for you in terms of mental health personality and creativity so this year has 2020 has been difficult for everyone that is no surprise and 2021 brings a lot of hope brings a lot of optimism brings a lot of opportunity and that's because there are things that i've learned in 2020 that i would like to share with you throughout the course of this video so and also to set the stage for what's coming in 2021 uh, these videos are going to be a little bit more organized and in terms of, you know, structure, there's going to be a couple of, uh, beats that, uh, with title cards and stuff like that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to oversell it because it, it might change over time, but I'm hoping that some changes will make things a little bit more digestible and, uh, you know, help us connect on topics a little bit more cleanly. So 2020, what are some of the top things that I've learned? Let me uh, grab the phone and go through it. So I'm not gonna spend too much time on this, but if you want me to break something down a little bit more in detail, let me know in the comments and then I'll be happy to extrapolate on that in another video. So top lessons of 2020, not in any particular order, somewhat chronologically, but um, the first one is nothing is wasted. And that was a big thing for me as I spent probably the first half of the year creating a personality chatbot, a personality test chatbot. That took probably two or three months of focused effort and attention and then uh, maintenance over the next few months. And then it didn't really work out because Facebook was a challenge, is a challenge, and I didn't want to work with Facebook anymore. So I took the chatbot off of the website and I had to just kind of kill it and let it go. And that was frustrating. I I felt that uh, there was a lot of effort and attention put into this thing, and ultimately it wasn't going to go anywhere. And the idea that nothing is wasted helps me to reframe what I, you know, to take a moment to to take stock in the process. What did I learn from it? What did I gain from it? How can I recycle and reuse this thing for future efforts? And um, for me, that's, I started this personality type apprenticeship, which is on our mighty networks, which you can access through our email list. And, um, nothing being wasted means I'm reusing some of those questions into our apprenticeship and sharing some of that experience through that apprenticeship as well. So in a sense, nothing is wasted. And I think if we apply that to different areas of life, for me, applying that to, um, you know, you can apply that to relationships, personal or romantic, uh, you can family relationships, you can apply that to so many different contexts. And ultimately, even if you're just giving effort and you end up trashing something, you know, you still learned, you still develop some muscle muscle memory, uh, through the process of that sort of thing. So that is, you know, nothing's wasted. Number two, I don't need to know everything. <laughs> um, that's more of an ITP specific one. Uh, but I started to learn. First of all, I de- I kind of changed some of my relationship with my thinking over the course of 2020. I had a lot of time to think, and I didn't need to think every second of every day. And especially as information was coming in about the coronavirus, I didn't need to know every little detail of what was happening around the world. I started to feel that way as things were emerging. I was learning every little bit of what's happening. But after a while, I was just like, I just need to check it every so often, get a gist of what's happening. And knowing every single little detail only adds to my anxiety, only adds to the panic of what's happening in the world. And it, it was enough for me to not be ignorant of what's happening, but I didn't need to feed myself further anxiety, further chaos around this, uh, the notion of, uh, but by needing to know everything. And I think that was something I needed to, to let go a little bit for myself as an INTP And amidst this crazy year that was 2020, number three, breathing is vital. As I panic and talk through this at a fast clip, (laughs) uh, take a moment to breathe is something that's been very important and breathing through the nose, even though I, you know, might struggle with it on videos as I'm talking a lot. Uh, breathing has helped with the quelling of that anxiety that I was just talking about with being able to get some relaxation amidst a uh, chaotic year. And breathing reminds you of your mortality in a positive way. Breathing actually feels good. If you're breathing in heavy, hold it and then let go through your mouth. Like it, it feels good. You can kind of get a little bit high on your own breath. It's a little strange, but it it feels good. It lets you like kind of be in the moment. And, uh, Molly has some books around breathing that I haven't quite read yet that I would love to tack, uh, to tackle in future videos. But in essence, you know, Molly was a really great, uh, she just gave me a look while I was talking about it. Like she's been a great influence through all of that. So, um, breathing, remember to breathe because it's something we do automatically, but if you do it intentionally brings you in the moment, refocuses, And helps you with a little bit of your anxieties. Uh, Number, uh, what is it? Number four, loss can be accepted. Uh, I lost my brother last year. And that's still something that's really hard to process all the time. And I haven't still been in a circumstance where he's supposed to be there. And I haven't really felt the empty space of that just yet. But when talking with my parents or when, when working through that loss, I have, uh, I've realized that it is an accepted, that it's something that I can accept and it doesn't have to pervade my, my, my life every second of every day. And I think my personal philosophy is around, um, energy and life and death and some spiritual things have kind of helped me to make peace with it and um it still sucks it doesn't mean it's a great thing i i would rather he be here but um also accepting that it happened helps me to keep living and helps me to move on and helps me to um uh, to continue doing the best that i can so accepting that um has been important for me I'm just going to say the next one because I can't remember which number this is, but uh, the next one is visualizing is mental exercise. Now I talked about not having to know everything and redefining my relationship with thinking a little bit. And uh, you know, the mind is not just a thinking tool. I think that's important for INTPs to know. We're not just trying to solve problems. There's, there, there's complex awareness of, of, existence. There's sensory information to take in. There's, uh, th- there's visualizing that can happen. There's an appreciation of music. There's, you don't have to be on all the time in terms of thinking and doing or talking like I do on, on these videos, but visualizing, which usually happens through meditation or for me, it happens a lot with music. I tend to visualize like a music, music video scenario or like, um, uh, imagining the, a performance somewhere. Sometimes I, I tend to imagine like a, like a space like this in our studio. If I'm listening to music that I really enjoy, and I think my friends would enjoy, I kind of visualize, uh, the band playing or me playing with the band sometimes and my friends around. And it's just like a, a good time. Like what is the ideal scenario, uh, for this song to be playing? And I think that was, that, that helps me visualize, kind of get out of my Uh, thinking brain, my words brain, and get into more of a visual brain and fantasizing about the future a little bit, um, which is a mental exercise. It it stretches the different parts of your brain and the different ways that your brain can can grow and evolve. The next one is thinking isn't everything, which I already kind of talked about, but that was a big one for me is that thinking isn't necessarily the solution to everything, even though that's our dominant strength. You know, sometimes you got to vibe with people. Sometimes you need to visualize. Sometimes you just need to breathe. Sometimes you need to focus on the body a little bit. Um, You know, get some exercise, eat a little better—stuff I'm still trying to work on. And uh, you know, I'm I'm no master at any of those things, but it's it's important to simply even just to be aware that thinking is not the be-all end all of the INTP existence. Next is that I'm not going to save the world and that was tricky because, um, either with my thinking and criticizing, scrutinizing YouTube, uh, helping people one by one, uh, especially when like the social dilemma came out, it was just something that really boggled me and hit me. And I just felt this sense of, uh, just wanting to help and wanting to do the best I can. I know a lot of people want to help, uh, when it comes to social things, when there's, uh, uh, I mean, you know, there's, there's things in the world, people are dying all the time. There are, uh, the heavy things happening pretty consistently. Um, and, and I think there's a, there's a peace that comes from realizing or feeling that you're not going to save the world. That's it's not, it's not resting on your shoulders. You're not everything and that's okay. That's like, this balance between significance and insignificance like you can still do stuff you can still influence people you can still help people you can still do things one at a time but if you're giving yourself the goal of of epic change or or saving the world that's that's too much weight to put on your shoulders and for me that's that's kind of helped me take the pressure off a little bit and um, focus one day at a time one intp at a time and just do the best work that I can, make things for me, enjoy the moment, enjoy life, and uh, not take things so seriously every moment of every day. Uh, Managing expectations is the next one. And that was a big thing for me, Uh, especially with my cyclothymia. Managing expectations helped me stay present. Not only external expectations in terms of uh, deadlines or uh, commitments, things like that, but managing expectations in terms of um, Uh, my own expectations of myself in terms of success in terms of uh, what's coming next my energy that uh, I would really just allow myself that if I'm feeling lazy and I know I want to do something else like I'm feeling this pull to like get up and make food and like you know go do things that are not laying in bed that I need to kind of commit to one thing or the other right it's like if I'm Feeling this pull to go somewhere else, but I'm deciding to stay here to let myself stay here, to be present with that idea, to choose it essentially. And then if I get up and I have to do something to just go do something and then be present with that, um, you know, and, and not to to create situations where I'm not feeling this tension, this stress between where I am now, where the actuality of the present and where I think I should be, you know, shoulds or, uh, setting my own expectations. Because while it sounds like in my mind, someone else is telling me to like, get up, you lazy bastard. (laughs) Uh, That's not something that's actually happening. That's not something that needs to happen. No one's doing that. I'm I'm not being uh, whipped into shape to do that. Um, If it's something where I would rather be here, then be here. If I'd rather be there, then be there. Either way, it's about Uh, managing my own expectations of myself, being present, being in the moment, and uh, essentially not judging myself for the choices that I'm making. Uh, A couple more. Uh, The next one is there's order in social chaos. And I spent a lot of the year reading about spiral dynamics. There is a series coming later this year about spiral dynamics that I will be doing. And um, that really helped me understand what's happening in the world a little bit the world, meaning America, (laughs) and other parts of the world as well, in terms of uh, human evolution over the course of time, how people have evolved uh, to develop different worldviews, and then how those worldviews uh, are, are hard to escape. That, you know, we're kind of, if we're in a certain worldview, that it's a worldview meaning value system, which is much more complex, too complex for this video to explain. I have done an introduction to spiral dynamics on this podcast. So go ahead and listen to that if you want the full breakdown, but um, value, understanding value systems has helped me to have patience for people. I'm still working on it. I'm not in this like perfect Zen place. I still judge people sometimes, uh, but helping myself understand, uh, how people are operating, not just from a personality standpoint, but from a value system standpoint has helped me to see bits of the nodes in the system, the, the evolutionary system and why people react to certain things in certain ways. Uh, and that even though there's you know, social chaos in terms of injustices in the world and, uh, you know, system changes and, and people trying to cling to systems and all of those things that, uh, it helped me kind of understand those things a little bit more to not be so judgy about it and to have a little bit of patience. Molly and I are judgy about it. We talk about it all the time. We try to figure this stuff out, but it's ultimately in service of us better understanding the world so that we can better navigate it. And I think that's been a big thing for me. Um, the next one is to help someone make money. And, uh, it's like a, such a simple thing, but as a person that's an entrepreneur or someone that's been freelancing for a long time, it's really easy to try to find all these varying philosophies or ways to theorize or trick yourself into like making money into, um, uh, being of service to people and, uh, finding whatever language you need for me, I needed the something simple. And that was to help people you care about. Well, help you help people you care about make money. It's not that simple. There's more complexity to that. But when it comes to my clients and people that I work with, that helps me get out of bed in the morning. Just like, okay, that's what I'm doing. I'm helping someone to make money and therefore I make money. And it's sort of the wheel of reciprocity. It's something that, uh, my friend Antonia Dodge mentioned to me is that if you want to, if you want to get into this space of, of, of making money, it's really about stepping into the flow of reciprocity, the wheel of reciprocity where, where you're helping someone and they help you and you help others. And it's sort of this wheel that goes round and round and round. Um, so that's something I can probably break down in another video in the future. I do want to talk about money in relation to INTPs. Uh, but, um, you know, it's just kind of a passing thing for right now. Um, self-judgment adds up that's the next one and as i was talking about managing expectations self-judgment is a big one that's helped me with my cyclothymia as well and i know as intps it's really easy to say that self-judgment doesn't affect us but it absolutely does and it will catch up over time if you're constantly beating yourself up as i've there's a video i want to do about criticism in the future and criticism whether it's self or other or art or something is to be critical is to analyze critical does not mean judgment. And, uh, we conflate that with cynicism. A lot of times we, we, we assume being a critic means tearing something down or lifting something up. And much of the time being a critic means to analyze something reviewers and stuff tend to add their judgment and add their personal professional opinion and perspective as a result of their criticism. But the criticism is the meat of it. And for us to have a better relationship with ourselves as INTPs, it helps us to distance the idea of analyzing what you're doing, how you're behaving, um, how you're being from the judgment of yourself and understanding that those are two separate things and then being a little bit more darling with yourself in a sense saying you can say kind things to yourself just as much as you can say negative things, like why is positive things any less valid? Why are positive things any less valid? Um, that's basically what that means. All right, we got five more short ones. Um, create timeless work with intention. This is something that came out of the, the last month. I did a couple of podcasts with um, Personality Hacker. Uh, they're good friends of mine. And uh, we did this series about using the sixth function to break a cognitive loop. So if you want to go check that out, that's some of the, the more recent episodes. And uh, I really enjoyed doing that. And I went into that idea with intention that I wanted to make the work timeless. And that's really what I'm trying to do with this channel as well. I don't want this t- channel, and, and it's not about being evergreen. Evergreen is different. Evergreen means that there's a, you can on-ramp to a platform at any moment. Timeless is something where you're gonna bookmark this video so that you can watch it again every few months. And I've had people do that with some of my videos and I feel super proud of those videos for that. And I wanna keep making stuff like that. I wanna make, uh, the Beth Harmon video was something that I'm very proud of. I don't know that it'll necessarily be timeless unless, but I I did that because I think the Queen's Gambit, the Queen's Gambit is timeless. And it's something you can go back to every few years watch it and get something new out of it. And, um, I wanted to make something that resonated with that. So the idea of a limited series, the idea of something that is, uh, special, that is potent, that is intentional is something that I've been wanting to do for 2021 and beyond. The next one is immersion is good for the brain. Immersion being, uh, basically the opposite of skipping along the surface with a lot of social media scrolling looking for a quick dopamine hit um and uh TikTok even YouTube you know these videos are longer but when i say immersion i mean like 45 minutes at minimum so probably not even these videos or podcasts um i'm talking movies something that you can actually pay attention to not watch while you're scrolling on your phone but something that you can actually be interested in and allow your brain tendrils to be in that world. And, uh, or something that will, you know, documentaries, anything that's going to be longer than 45 minutes, not anything longer. That's like three hours, but, um, for the most part, something that can allow you to be a little bit more immersed in something. I think that is healthy for the brain. I think skipping along the surface keeps us in kind of a, a manic space and I, it keeps us kind of edgy. I think that, that uh, something the unconscious mind really enjoys is this feeling of, of, of skipping along the surface and uh, having all of these different quick opinions about things instead of immersing into a good book or a video game or a movie and allowing yourself to really be critical in a positive way. Uh, three more criticism is not about judgment, which we've already talked about. So I'm probably not going to go into it too much more detail criticism. Basically just the, the idea here is that Molly shared with me a quote about <clears throat> Neil Gaiman shared that he said that, uh, art, art, the artist's job is to explode. And the critic's job is to look through the shrapnel. And that helps me understand my role as, as a critical INTP, as someone that, uh, is just examining, I'm just trying to understand things. And once I fully understand something, then I can kind of make my own professional opinion or, or maybe help something, help someone with their own judgment. But my job as someone who is providing insight or criticism or understanding about being an ITP or whatever other personality type, I'm not here to give you an opinion. I'm here to give you some thoughts. I'm here to share what I notice and I'm here to share some insights, maybe some advice, but ultimately the judgment is yours. I'm not making a judgment for you. And I think sometimes as someone who's making some sort of a criticism, we overvalue our work that we put into criticism and therefore think that other people need to have the same criticism or the same judgmental outcome. And, uh, it's not quite that simple. I'm going to do a video in depth about that. So that's, that's a whole different thing. Two more. Wait to respond. And that's for me personally. Um, Molly introduced me to human design, which is maybe something I'll do a video on. I'm not really sure yet. Uh, but human design helped me to understand an aspect of myself that I already kind of knew. And um, while I I don't, human design is something to experiment with. It's a little closer to astrology than it is to. idea of personality, but it is, there's some science infused in it. There's chakras. There's, there's a lot going on within human design. Um, but it gave me the thought of waiting to respond. And that means waiting for inspiration. That means not trying so hard to make things happen. But if I have this collection of, you know, books that I've read information that translate into something that suddenly my brain is like, you know what, this is a great idea then we do it. Or I'm surrounded by energy of people that uh, get me excited about something. And where I get comments from you as uh, the viewer telling me that uh, you want me to talk about something and it clicks with me and, and, and resonates, then I'm like, okay, let's do that. You know, kind of waiting. And waiting is the hard part because waiting means sometimes I'm not doing anything. That's what I did for the entire month of December. I was basically waiting and taking notes when things came up. But in between, I was just waiting. I was reading, playing video games, hanging out, and taking some more of that passive time has helped me to better utilize my active time. And then the last one, only the present moment exists. Now this one's (laughs) a little more complicated, and the result of me reading more um, Eckhart Tolle lately and Deepak Chopra, and I'm getting into some weird places, even for myself, Uh, but it's been really helpful for me to be present with the moment. I'm not thinking about the next video right now. I'm not thinking about the past video. I'm here with you. And I think it's going to make for, for better videos. It's going to be making for better art, uh, for better presence for, for presence with a C E not presence as in gifts, (laughs) Uh, but maybe that too. And, uh, just being here here is all there is. We fascinate about the future and the past. Our problems come from the future, future or the past. What's coming next? What am I going to do for a living? Where am I going to find a person that I care about? Or the past, you know, what are the mistakes that I've made? Um, traumas when I was a kid, like obsessing over those things. Not to say that we shouldn't examine those things, but living there versus being here tends to cause more problems than it's worth. And being in the moment is something that's been valuable to me as an INTP, as a person, as uh, a generator in human design, uh, or, or whatever other labels you want to slap on me in this moment. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The idea here is that, um, that the moment is everything. The future is just an idea. The past is just an idea. Those things are not ever happening. If you are trying to strive towards something for the present to be better, then you're always gonna be kicking the can down the road. The present is what it is. And the present can, you can always make life better. You're incrementally working on things. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying to be stoic or stuck in the present. I'm saying that as you flow through life, the present is always what is. Your conception of the future is just an intention, it's just a desire, which is totally cool to have. But at the end of the day, the future is going to be now. It always is now, everything is now. Uh, And that's that's a bigger video, that's a bigger book (laughs) for another day. Uh, So I wanna thank you for being here. This has been basically some of the lessons that I've learned for 2020. Thanks for listening to this podcast episode. Uh, I appreciate you. Dopamine.life is where we have other articles. You can check out our programs. We also have a free ebook for INTPs and you can sign up for our email list to get that book for free or you can buy it directly from our website. Either one is totally fine. We've got links below to other things and uh, that's it for this first video of 2021. Are we just saying 21 now? Is that the thing? I'm not really sure. Uh, Let me know in the comments below. If you have questions, comments, you want me to extrapolate on some of the things that I've talked about here. If you have any other topics of interest, questions, let me know in the comments below and I'll put it on the list for 2021. There's a lot coming. There's a lot to talk about. I'm gonna help do the best that I can and just be present and make rad stuff. So thanks for being here. Take care of yourselves and each other and I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See ya. Hi, my name is Michael. I just had a profiling session with CNote, and I really loved it. Uh, I actually have been struggling for a long time, hesitating between INTP and INFP, so getting an expert point of view from outside was critical for me. Uh, I really felt in good hands, Uh, I was able to get rid of any doubts I had, I was able to ask any questions, and that was really a game changer for me. Uh, Overall, I'm really happy with how the session was set up, and very happy with the results as well. So I highly recommend working with him, um, and I want you to thank him again, it was totally worth it. Sign up for your own one-on-one personality profiling session at dopamine.life slash profiling session today. This has been a C-Note Media Production.